Hello and welcome to Pound to Plate Podcast with me, Sam, and a very special guest. Me. Emma <laughs> Smith. My wife. How are you doing? You okay? Yeah, I'm good. It's been a mental day. Yeah, because we had smashing pumpkins. Yes. It is Halloween, so if you hear any bangs yeah. in background. Yeah, there are some, aren't there? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's the fireworks. Yeah. It was good fun though, wasn't it? Yeah, super fun. Yeah. You were with the little toddlers all the Indeed. time, right? We did some great painting. They loved bubbles. Yeah, bubbles are great. Yeah. Nice. Cool. So you're taking the role of Lee. Big shoes to fill. Mm. Um, but yeah. Have you got some questions about the sermon this morning? I did. You might have seen me writing notes this morning, which yeah, I don't got normally lot, do. No. Um, because I like to focus, but I thought I need to have some questions for you. Cool. Um, but before we begin, remind us what you preached. Do you have a summary? Yeah, yeah I do. I do. So this was what I've got at the top of my uh, sheet. We are united in Christ. Let's be. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to like be snappy. Uh -huh. That was always the thing Lee would uh, rinse me about how long my summaries were. Okay. We are united in Christ. Let's be. I mean, if you want to do like your song lyrics thing, you let it be. Let it be. Yeah. 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 That's true. That would work. Helping you out. We are united with Jesus, one with each other. Let it be. You don't know it. It's the Beatles, isn't it? Oh, let it be. I thought you were singing an actual song. Yeah, I'm singing like the the melody and trying to incorporate words about the sermon. That's all right. It's it's beyond. All right, we'll me. leave it. It's too late for this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go on then. So, so that's my summary. We're united in Christ. Let's be. Great. So one question that you might not, it might not be on topic necessarily, but it's from right. the passage, if I may. Um, what the we... passage, it was Philippians 2, well, end of 1 and chapter 2. Yes. Yeah. It just said um, that Jesus didn't grasp equality with God. I can't find it in yeah. the passage right now. But he didn't, where is it? Yeah. Chapter 2, verse 6, who being in very nature, yeah. God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. So is that a, like a bit of an oxymoron because he is God? Yeah. But, yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, he is God because he, being in the very nature God, I mean, that's who he is. His identity is he's the son of God. You know, he's the theme of heaven's praises. Um yeah, but he was willing to... I, I used to get confused about that verse because the way we use the word grasped is about an understanding. Have you grasped that concept? Mm. And I'm like, what, is, what does it mean? But it's literally like he just let go of his godness. Right. It's not that he became not God, but the sort of that he was the, um, you know, in heaven pre-incarnate, you know, like whatever that body was that he had. I don't know. He was just this heavenly... Um, you know, the, the son of God, the prince, the king. Um, 
of heaven itself, you know, but he was like, no, I'm, I'm up for letting that go. There's lots of like old Christmas hymns, you know, that, uh, what's one, how he lay, we sing like he lay aside his crown, you know, that sort mm. of those, that sort of language. That's really what Philippians two is. He happily just laid his crown aside and came down. Um, yeah. Does that mm. make sense? It does. Yeah. I think I, in my head, I'd got it as he wanted to be equal to God, but he didn't see that as important. But actually, no. that's not what it's saying. It's actually saying he yeah. let go of his yeah. godliness. Yeah, because it says like he didn't consider equality with God. So he is equal with God, but he just mm. didn't consider it yeah. something that he needs to hold on to. Yeah. He was humble enough to say, because he could say, I'm not going down there. I, do you know who I am? I'm mm. the son of God. And he could have quite rightfully said that, but it's not who he is. He, he is a servant. That is who Jesus is. Um, so, and we see that in him taking on flesh, dying, mm. even death on a cross, that stuff. Yeah. 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 Cool. Mm, no, cool. that was something slightly off topic, I guess. Yeah. I just, I think I misinterpreted the passage. I wouldn't be surprised if we do that over Christmas because it's quite a great Christmassy passage. Mm. Um, you're seeing that perspective of him in heaven saying, I'm going to let go of what I've got up here yeah. and come down. It's really cool. It's cool. Mm. Yeah. Because Paul wants them to, it's like he says, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. And then it's like he just bursts into this, almost like a song about um, about that attitude, that humble attitude of Jesus, mm. you know, uh, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Cool. On to topic then. Yeah. The unity. Because this is, yeah, we're, we're, this is like the seventh sermon. I think I said that a few times this morning because uh, I, I counted it this morning. Um, but we're in what uh, would usually be church course five if you're doing the study. The, mm. the sort of, there's two parts to it, really. Uh, the second part is unity because Lee did love last week. Um, yeah. So thinking about how we need to be united and, in Christ. And we are united in Christ. Let's be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so go on. I think, yeah, read that quote again, the great quote. So it was by Paul Blackham in his Philippians book by book. Um, a bit of a throwaway line, but it really just helped me. Church unity is not a goal for us to achieve, but a reality that we only have to express. Yeah. And I, I really like even the only. It's like it should, or it should happen, right? Because it's true. Yeah. We only have to express it. It's like it is doable. I do think like... Being united, it is doable, mm. you know, and, and yeah, that's cool, isn't it? I got like, yeah, how do we express it? Because yeah. obviously you said like when we don't look unified, so how do we not look unified if we actually are? How do we express it? Yeah. Well, I actually, at the top of my sheet, I had two quotes because both were really good, but I thought I'll just say one. But... I think the, this other one's really helpful. This is Alec Mottier. Um, he said this, Unity is natural in relation to the gospel, but it will not come naturally, only by effort, obedience, and deliberate cultivation. Mm. So I really like that because he's like, it, it is the natural result of being one with Christ that we should in church <laughs> be one. But because we're sinners, it doesn't come naturally. And we actually need to really make effort and be deliberate um, in trying to bring unity about. Mm. Um, so I think both those, the, those two helpful comments by those great Christian guys as they look at these verses um, 
in Philippians have been really helpful because it's like, yeah, there is an objective truth that we are united to Jesus. We're one with him and with each other. But then it's like trying to reconcile, well, why is it often in church that's not the way? Mm. Um, and it's because it doesn't come naturally to, to us because we're rubbish <laughs> a lot of the time. Um, but it will come by effort. It will come if we focus on it deliberately. Um, and so one way to help us do that is to preach on it and get us talking about it and thinking mm. about it, yeah. And I guess your whole sermon was on how we yeah. bring about the unity by loving each other, looking outward to yeah. serve each other. Yeah. There's a, yeah, in the church course, um, there's a really helpful question with, with regard to the first few verses in chapter two of Philippians. It is what are the practical things that we can do to bring about and increase this unity? Mm. And so I think it's like, yeah, that really is what Paul's saying here is like, these are the things to be united and to express that unity. In fact, to express it, these are the sorts of things you ought to do and not do, mm. you know? Yeah. And one thing I didn't get round to is the, uh, I said, didn't I, what was it, Em? Um, don't do things out of selfish ambition and vain conceit. conceit. That's it. Oh, let me just look what I had down for that. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Where's page three? <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, uh, oh, there's actually... <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Vain conceit. Okay. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Yeah, because basically that's the alternative. If we don't make church about... Um, don't make church about Jesus. Really, what we're going to do is make it about ourselves. Mm. You know, yeah. That that those are the options. It's either for His glory or for our glory. Um, and I think you know, you, I've heard people say, and they don't stick around these sorts of people, but that they'll say things like, "I need a church that will support me in the things I want to do." Mm. Selfish ambition that is. And it should be no, no, no. You support the church in the things Jesus wants her to do, mm. right? I'll say it again because I think that's that's really important. <laughs> you know, if you if you're looking at church and saying church needs to support me in the things I want to do, um, it's like no, actually. I mean, there might be a point of that at somewhere down the line, but first things first, you need to support the church in the things Jesus wants her to do. I think that that's the really important thing. Selfish ambition, looking at the church as a vehicle f for you to progress in the things you want to do. Yeah. It's often, I mean, the thing that springs to my mind is people who desire for whatever reason, like, you know, I am ambitious to be a pastor. In fact, the language people will use is, I believe I'm called to be a pastor. Yeah. That's the Christianese. Because that word throws it into the God told me, so it has to be true, yeah. you know. Um, and I was listening to a guy recently who said, I think a more biblical word would be to say, I have ambition to become a pastor. Mm. Because that, you know, that is then, that changes how you see it. It's like, oh, cool. That's good that you're ambitious to be that. Let's talk about that. Um, but if you say, no, God has called me and there's nothing you can say, you know, then it's like, that's just not how it works, you know. Mm. Um, but it's not just for that. I mean, you know, I think you can use it for all sorts of things to try and, you know, seeing church as your vehicle, yeah, to help you. 
What about vain conceit? Is that just the same thing or is that a slightly different angle? I think another way of understanding that phrase would be empty glory. Uh, I was just looking at you know the words for that, what it means. So church is all about the glory of Jesus. I mean, in Ephesians, Paul will use the phrase for the praise of his glory or for the praise of his glorious grace. That's what church is about. It's to, we magnify and glorify Jesus. You know, so that means we focus in on him and we hold him up and it's like, ah, oh, Jesus. Um, when we look inward, if we're going to make church about us, it's going to become an empty glory. Mm. Um, you know, we're listening to a podcast at the moment about a church that really became about one man. Yeah. And then it, it that's an empty glory. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't last. Mm. It's not praiseworthy and it doesn't last. It falls apart. But um, yeah, church is for the glory of Jesus as opposed to ours. Yeah. 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 And you led on with that of like, you know, it's not for our selfish ambition for, to get on board with what we want. Because you said about it's about unity, not uniformity as well. Mm. When people say, oh, I, I want more people like me, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. So I think one thing I wanted to ask was, is it bad if there are lots of people that are similar to you? Yeah. Is there a danger when that becomes the way? Yeah. I think we just need to change what we mean when we say these people are similar to me. Because mm. really it's like, well, who are you? What makes up who you are? So I really think that's important. Like, I want to think that the people who are similar to me are the Christians. <laughs> Those yeah. who are in, who've been baptized in Christ, are clothed with Christ and are in him, you know. Um, I, I want to think more and more, like, all the other stuff is superficial. Age, skin color. Or, I mean, we know, don't we, in our culture, like, no, skin color, that is superficial. You you know, yeah. But, but then we make age the big thing. We make music taste the big thing. You know, mm. it's always something that we say oh, but we can unite around that and that's fine, you know, so. Um, so it's almost like finding an identity in something and wanting people to yeah. be similar to that, whereas yeah. we should be finding our identity in yeah. Christ and yeah. want people to be similar in that regard. Yeah, exactly. It's like um, we sort of just ignore the fact that actually that's the big thing. When you, so when I ask people to look around this morning, they'd have looked at people who have the same baptism as them who share the same Lord's Supper as them, who have the same Lord as them. Mm. And that's actually how Paul in Ephesians will talk about it as he talks about unity in chapter four. Just read this little bit where he says, um, there is, so he's talking about unity and he says, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope. You know, so we all share the same hope. Um, when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who was over all, through all, and in all, you know, so that's what you meant. That's your identity. You meant to think, yeah, my baptism. Like, do you ever think that's who I am? I'm baptized. We should do. That's, that's always where the Apostle Paul goes. Um, I'm, I'm in Christ, you know. I, I have one Lord. We, we share the same king. <laughs> like, those are my people. Um, yeah, we, I... So when you say similar, I assume you mean in terms of, like, age. The superficial age. stuff. Yeah, the yeah. superficial stuff. Yeah, we just need to know that superficial stuff, you know. Mm. So it's okay if there's a bunch of people the same sort of age bracket as me. As long as we all understand that stuff is irrelevant, mm. um, then, then yeah, then it's not a problem, you know. Um, it's okay if there's a church full of white people or full of black people as long as we know that's irrelevant, you know. Um, it's fine mm. if there's a church full of 
yeah, do you know what I mean? Like all that stuff is just not the stuff, not the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've had we've talked before, haven't we? Like you know, when someone says, "Oh, I just wish there were more people that were my age," it's like, well, if you needed more people your age, God would have provided you with them. Like we need every member of the church, don't yeah. we? Old, young, and whatever their backgrounds. And I think. I've been really blessed by like kids RBT. Yeah. It's like they can seriously bless me. Yeah. And you'd think like I don't need mm. them to tell me anything. But yeah. it's amazing when they do. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, age is one thing and it's that we can get tempted about. Um, but also like I think, you know, culture's a big thing. And also just like, people looking around and looking for people who actually look like them and wear the same clothes as them and seem similar sort of vibes as them. You know, I think that could be a big thing too. And, mm. But yeah, I mean, the beautiful thing in church is meant to be the diversity. It's yeah. like, actually, it's all upside down in our heads. It's like, the more different the church looks, the more great that is, right? I mean, not the more uniform. Mm. Um, yeah. It's funny, isn't it? How, I mean, I did name drop Hitler um, he, he longed for uniformity and he's like, ah, oh, that's a bit of an issue there, isn't there? Someone said to me tonight, hello, my Aryan friend. <laughs> I was trying to think, what was the word for that blonde hair, blue eyes thing? Yeah. yeah. Aryan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you and I, very unsimilar. Yeah. We all say that, don't we? Yeah. Cause if I'm honest, when I was thinking like, what sort of wifey do I want? I probably thought I want someone like me, but yeah. then, uh, praise God, I got someone who was actually very different to me. <laughs> and that's a blessing, isn't it? Yeah. Likewise, I think we... we, we <laughs> Likewise. We, no, as in like, we... Sorry, that sounds rubbish for me. <laughs> People are like, oh, Sam, what's he saying? But we do say this, don't we? We think yeah. it's good that we're different. If um, we were the same person, our relationship would not work. Yeah, with the same weakness. Like, mm. weaknesses, you know, I mean, and the same issues yeah it wouldn't be good would it like same blind spots as each other yeah. um yeah the only problem is we can't watch a film yeah those are the drawbacks <laughs> like you just spend lots of time flicking through stuff and never watching anything and yeah yeah Anywho. yeah yeah anything yeah. else um so maybe one more thing yeah you said about looking outwards and how odd that is like yeah. it's all about self-care etc and that's what we need to be well these days so should we ever care about ourselves yeah yeah it does feel really radical when i when i said so you know quoting that line from as i, I stand amazed in the presence uh, he had no he shed no tears for his own griefs but sweat drops of blood for mine mm. it's one of the it's a great line um jesus in in the thing Paul gives us in, in Philippians 2, he really does just, he's not cons considering his well-being, right? He's not thinking about his own well-being. Mm. He, he is just, he's taken up with love for, um, you know, it, it, the thought of standing, the joy set before him is what it is, you know, in Hebrews yeah. 12. For the joy set before him, what is that joy? It is the idea of being in, uh, the new creation congregation with all his brothers gathered in. That is the joy set before him. With his praising his father, Psalm 22, he actually mentions in Hebrews, um, standing in the congregation, praising God. He endures the cross, scorning its shame. So, like, 
that's his that he's taken up with that vision you know mm. but and because of that it, it means he goes through death on a cross he's not thinking yeah but what about the pain what about me yeah you know why doesn't and, and yeah he, he's the son of god he just doesn't he gives it all up yeah he doesn't he doesn't ever once draw the line he doesn't ever once say who do you think you are do you know who i am those are the prideful sorts of comments we can make you mm -hmm. know don't you know who you're talking to? Don't you? Who do you think you are? Yeah, you don't know what I've been through. Yes, That's a exactly. Thing yeah, yeah. You don't know what you. Yeah, it's different for me. Mm. You don't understand. Yeah, those are prideful comments that we should all watch out for. Because mm. if you think more of other people, if you promote others above yourselves, then when they say stuff to you, you take it seriously, and we should take each other's words seriously in church. You know, mm. um, so that we encouragement we take seriously oh that was so good i give you give a lot of weight to people's words in church but then also if someone brings you aside and corrects you you take it seriously you don't just say who do you think you are how mm. dare you <laughs> you know yeah anyway yeah but yeah i i've been really encouraged anyway just thinking we are one in christ in gabalva our church is one um and there are practical things we can do to to increase that unity you know and make it more obviously expressed uh, we just need to be deliberate about it i think and uh yeah hopefully it's been a bit of a help talking about it this morning yeah like bear with one another and love each other bear with one another definitely is a really helpful one yeah because there's more in ephesians you know i could have yeah. talked about uh, ephesians 4 you could look at that and bearing with one another is a thing he says there yeah mm. um patience you know yeah just bear with each other. And I, I do think there's a bit of a vibe of, you know, we're waiting for Jesus to return. Just, you know, let's all just be patient and love each other and we're waiting. Yeah, together. Yeah. That's cool. I had no further questions. Brilliant. Your Honour. <laughs> great. It's um, been great. Well, I was just going to say, uh -huh. I promise I won't tell Lee that you dropped the F-bomb this morning. Fart. <laughs> yes. That's that's ridiculous. <laughs> Need like an explicit warning now. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sorry if you felt that was a bit inappropriate. I was like, oh, I should, what's the better way of saying that? And then you were like, broken wind. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the sort of thing when I'd speak in Soul Church, I think I could say, and everyone would love it. But yeah. uh, I felt a bit of a like, it's like, oh, there's visitors here. Um, that's what I have to bear with. Yeah, that isn't in my notes. Those, I just was like, <laughs> uh, it just came to my mind, you know. Anyway, yeah. on that bombshell. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for watching, everyone. Um, Lee will be back next week. Yay. Yay. All right. Lots of love. Bye Catch bye. you soon.